When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Hill, but joined by Benoit Turner. Hello there. Benoit, sir, it's only a few hours now until The Last of Us 2 is out, and we're bouncing off the walls trying to predict what the hell's going to happen. Um, Josh Brown's review is already up. You can go re- uh, read or watch that. And um, We haven't really been through that because we don't want to know anything about what's happening, and we'd rather predict yeah. stuff, um, which I think is where the vast majority of people are anyway. So we're just going to run down all the characters and just talk about what can potentially happen and what we'd like to see happen, um, and just keep in mind that we don't know anything. Um, for as much as we've seen like random sort of tidbits online, Josh was like, that's not even close to what the real full game is um, and so we're kind of just just take all of this as completely spoiler free and um, so we're going to start with ellie um, where do you think ellie's head is at what do you want to see her do and what do you think will happen i want the game to start with ellie being happy ellie <laughs> having a little dance i want i want to i would like the first couple of hours to explore the settlement where they're living and just yeah. to like have have no combat whatsoever because remember the first game started with oh my god what's going on and then there's infected everywhere i i would be here for this this intro to be two hours of just living around the camp not so much red dead 2 style where i'm milking cows for a hundred hours yeah i don't want to be cleaning um, up cow pots everywhere but keeping it keeping it running before we inevitably inevitably get to the bit where everything goes wrong what about Mm -hmm. you well, I've got, I've got to say, we can talk about Dina in a bit. I think that I wonder how much they'll spend on that opening bit because they've already shown like so much sort of like propulsion in the trailers. It's it's almost like a foregone conclusion that something is just going to get out the way in regards to their relationship, uh, Ellie's relationship with Dina. And then that's what kicks her off on this revenge arc. Um, and I guess this, this point sort of blurs into like Dina's purpose. But I just, I don't think it'll be, I actually think they'll speed through that opening stuff because they know okay. that, you know, they've, they've already kind of given away stuff in the trailer. Like we don't know what happens with Dina. Um, and I've got a whole theory with her when I get to her later um but yeah i don't know if they if they did like a really slow opening i don't know if that would i don't know if i get sick of it because i'm just like i'm here for like the meat of the story and i kind of i don't quote unquote need that stuff um i kind of want to see i kind of want them to fill all that stuff in maybe in flashback or something um but that's i don't know like i don't know what sort of narrative structure i they think would i just want time to hug joel and just sit <laughs> and joel down and just have them talking about her learning to play guitar and things like that just mm. It's been so long. I just want them to be friends before things, you know, the game happens. Mm. That's a really good point, actually, because they showed in one of the later trailers, like the flashback stuff, like we saw um, Ellie back on the operating table. We've seen like, yeah. younger Ellie and Joel walk. And do you think they'll do much stuff with that, like flashback stuff? 
maybe we play it from Ellie's perspective. I don't know. Maybe we find out that Ellie was like subconscious the whole time. Oh God, if she's like more aware of what Joel did, and she always yeah. knew it was a lie. Because she had a bit of a look on her face in the back of the car, but we don't know the full extent yet. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I went through that, just not believing that's what was happening. I just didn't believe that Joel was lying to me. I was just like, what the hell? I thought I missed something, like some optional audio thing that explained what was going on. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they'll, do you think they'll drill down on exactly what, I mean, I guess the lie is going to come out at some point, but that'll be like a late game thing. I, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously we don't know any, we know sort of like what factions are to come and stuff but where does the lie fit into this i thought the lie mm. might be the the pinnacle of the story like yeah but it might be something that happens straight away or even midway through then there'd be something else to tie the game up in the end but i think the lie might be the most powerful point to me in the game because i'm coming to this game for joel and Ellie and yeah. uh like neil wrote this game that helped made this game to continue their story he mm-hmm. said so i need to i'm here to see that more than anything else more than shanking even though we don't really have the shanks anymore clickers i just want to see the reaction when ellie even even i think she knows but when she finally hears joel say the words he was mm-hmm. lying there's a really interesting uh, talk from neil Druckmann. he did at one of the university campuses talking about how like one of the best mess one of the sort of most underrated takeaways from the first last of us is how it is this like feminist empowering thing at the end and that ellie does know that joel's lying and it's just that she chooses to you know she has the power in that exchange because she chooses to sort of accept that lie and go forward yeah and that's one way that you could take that ending so i'm kind of curious what they do with that um in terms of like prediction stuff i mean those, that first trailer they put out with that woman that sort of strangles one of the seraphites with her legs um and it just looks like a tough badass with her muscles and everything whoever that is um i kind of hope that that's um ellie's mum because i'm sure they said that she was called anna and uh, i know that ellie's mum's called anna from the initial recordings in the first game and it's yeah. like i would love the whole the lie thing to sort of manifest in a way that joel has to sort of re-justify his parentage like you sort of do all that stuff about adoptive parents versus blood relatives and dive into all that stuff well, because if you go off the the notes that were left in Ellie's bag as well, like her mum just strips the left out. I don't mean, she just couldn't handle it, and just to see that come back into it because being someone who's like from a split family myself, like you don't like you don't want to see that other parent anyway. A part of you, like I think there's even part of you that desires it the whole time, or you just you don't need them. They're sort of gone. So I think right. she's not going to be in search for her, and it's going to come into the story. It's like oh, I. I wasn't expecting you to be. I don't really want this right now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think I think there'd be more of that with Ellie and her mum if we get that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I'm fascinated by what, what who that character is. I have no idea who that is. She looks a Does little. Does she not look a bit young? Well, I, I kind of thought maybe it was like a split timeline thing and we were sort of following what was happening with her before, which led up to sort of like having Ellie and then there's the whole thing with Marlene saying like, I'll take care of her and why did they split up and what happened there? Um, but I'm sure Druckmann or one of the Naughty Dog people said it is all one timeline. So yeah. there's no way that could be a thing. Um, but we can pivot into Joel anyway. Um, yeah, I guess what do you want to see from Joel? I kind of think that his story is mostly done. Like he got his his ending. He got to have his like sort of, you know, his daughter, like you know, um, surrogate daughter and stuff like that. It's like, where do you, what do you do with him? I think what I want from Joel is you know how we had uh, that we have the first game split the seasons and I think this is going to happen here. I want Joel for a season or two. I don't want Joel I don't think he would be in the whole game anyway because we've seen some footage of them playing it but I want Joel for like a point and (laughs) maybe have Joel at the end 
and mm-hmm. I don't want Joel to die. No, <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the main thing. That was the most immediate thing. Even back when it first came out, everyone was like, Joel's a ghost. <clears throat> There's no way that he survived. Oh, I hate that. I, I hate was, that idea. <laughs> there was all that stuff. And I was like, well, I, I don't I, I, I don't know. I just, I want Troy Baker's performance more than I, I guess I care about what manifestation he is because somehow, sometimes, like, you know, when you do a, a ghost version of a character, I quite like the idea that you sort of, you play that through a different protagonist. It's like, well, how did this person think of this person and how does that twist the way that they're performed and and recreated like the version of joker that's in arkham knight is this like menacing you know like forever present sort of thing in bruce's mind i I like the idea of that um but yeah are you firmly against ghost joel yes and even if like (laughs) even if having for i think having for most of the game because we've got these characters that we have been waiting so long to explore i think Mm -hmm. you don't waste it like certain properties do where they just like now we don't want these characters together let's just kill that person off yeah uh, what and then just to kill those kill that character off and then oh well what was the i mean it's going to be a moment if joel dies but Mm -hmm. it'll be such a waste to just spurt that out show and have it done if you know what i mean i want there to be a rekindling of this and then for the player because i think it's going to experience like I think Ellie's going to be done with Joel in a way. Like she's going to respect him and not want to kill him, mm-hmm. but she's going to have this distance in, like I think she would have from her mother if she found her. Yeah, because it seems that they've teased, like, you know, whatever happens with Dina, and, like, she's next on our list to talk about, but whatever happens with her, like, obviously sets Ellie off on this path, this whole, like, revenge kick or whatever it is. And then the way that the trailers seem to line up is that Joel just finds Ellie, like, out on that mission, you know, some ways into that mission. And then, like, it seems like he puts his hand around her or whatever, and that's his reveal. So he's yeah. already kind of left the camp. He's already doing other things. Like, I wonder if he just, if he's actually the person who can't live with the lie, like, because he's the one who came up with it, if that makes him actually disassociate from Ellie and just realize that this new sort of like father-daughter relationship that he's manufactured just isn't good enough yeah because like joel has tommy still but i mean ellie's the real sort of family in his mind now because ever since he lost his daughter at the beginning like he's always had that whole world he's not trying to fill it until now and i think as you get older you want the love your loved ones around you before you think you're going to kick the bucket and he's Mm -hmm. in his like mid 50s now something like that so he is in Last of Us World, that is going to be old as well. So <laughs> there has been, yeah, there has been a big chunk of time uh, between it. It's obviously at least has like sprouted in terms of uh, growth and everything. But yeah, there's been like enough time. Four to, years, four right? There's years. been like, enough time to like reflect. And um, we should talk about uh, quickly talk about Tommy as well because do you think Tommy knows? Do you think he knows about the lie? You know what? I think Tommy doesn't know, but I think he, I think he, he wasn't told, but he knows. Like he knows what right. his brother's done, and mm. he knows that. The, it, he's gonna see, i think we might even get a bit where he sees joel and ellie appearing he's like what <laughs> he actually like so and then he's gonna question him and you know how the whole job like, oh no there's not there's loads of them it's fine right because I, I mean with him like he has ties to the fireflies like i think he applied or he was once part of them and then he left they were both fireflies i think at one point but then also yeah like I, no he was a firefly and joel was more of a bandit mm-hmm. that's i think it went down so but that whole thing of just sort of like, I mean, it, his, basically what I'm saying is like Joel's lie is not hard to disprove. Like there's, yeah. there are tons of fireflies out there still. Like obviously those networks are still there. Um, and, you know, he took care of Marlene, which is even an even bigger blow considering how much like she goes back with Joel um, in terms of like the history of how long they've known each other. And then it's like if Tommy finds out any wind of Joel being the guy that ruined the chances of humanity to, you know, stop the virus, that's immediately a huge wedge between even those two characters. You do say that there are tons of fireflies there, but I would argue mm-hmm. that they were collapsing during the events of the first last yes yeah. where the uh, in the first location which i can't remember the name of now uh where they 
where the, <laughs> where, they, where money gets shot and then they have to go from there and mm. you come across these other locations that the fireflies had and they've mm. all sort of been like run down and gone now and i think the hospital might be one of the last sort of like tipping points mm-hmm. for the fireflies to disband because they were more of a vision of a group that were birthed out of the beginning of the epidemic and we're yeah. now like 25 odd years in so i think that that True. idea is almost gonna be worn away I am curious about like whether like the Firefly ideology has spread further than their actual people, but obviously it makes them sign on to that sort of mentality of like we, yeah. you know, we need to try and uh, save everything and we're going to carry. F-. I mean, who's used to say that you know the death of Marlene hasn't spurred on this resurgence and people going like, no, we're actually going to join the cause and we're going to be you know more Fireflies. Um, we should talk about uh, Dina because she's obviously one of the new characters um, and is immediately the love interest for Ellie. She's been front and center of the trailers, um, but immediately I just I don't believe that she dies at the beginning. I just think that's so basic. I'd be really good if that's what they did. It seems like that's what they're setting up, but I really don't want that to happen. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. This game is all about haters, Neil says, and what else yeah. could make you hate more than someone killing your loved one? I, part of me thinks that they'll do some sort of like bait and switch thing where Dina was actually like a plant and she works for the Seraphites or something like that. I just, it can't be, I, I will be blown away in the worst way possible if it's as basic as Ellie falls in love and the person that she's with gets killed by this hate-filled group and then she takes on the hate and goes after them. I just, I think that they've seeded that in the trailers to to throw us off because I think that's the most like, that's the easiest way you could have done it, like the, the Taken style thing. Yeah. Um, or maybe she, maybe she gets kidnapped or something like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of Dina, like they've sort of fleshed her out a little bit. She's the one that sort of brings out like Ellie's sexuality, which is really great to see in like a mainstream game. Um, and I just, I like I said, I think that would be a huge waste if they just got rid of her. Um, but like you were saying beforehand, like in terms of like narrative structuring, are you kind of expecting that to happen? I'm expecting Dina to go within the first uh, season but also i'll go back <laughs> to last first one where ellie bit david and then claimed david was now infected mm. so but does it not spread through kissing because good point because ellie's infected still and she's right there giving you know, the old like oh, kiss God. kiss what if that's the thing what if oh that'll be horrible. What, if, what if what if she actually infects her or maybe maybe dina survives bit getting attacked by the the people that whoever attacked and mm. then she actually starts turning and Ellie realizes contact with her yeah, like that yeah, is yeah. gonna turn someone. Oh, that would be horrible. That'd be a horrible metaphor for love and expressing yourself as well. I would hope a they didn't like, do that. Does that make sense? A bit like twenty eight weeks later when um uh Don kisses his wife after that time and right. she's immune and he's not and then he then obviously we won't have Dina kill Ellie, but like you know how that he gets infected and then spreads it all again, sort of thing. I think we might get something a bit more twisted like that. I didn't even think of that. I yeah, right though, in a horrible twisted way. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I think I just for me with Dina, I think that she has to be more than just a basic plot device for the beginning. I just hope she has some agency throughout the whole thing, um, yeah. and I hope that there's something in there that helps with there just has to be more well, one there has to be more to ellie than just hate like i get that the theme is hate but i think he's exploring that in more sort of ways and how how can hate come from love and things like that um and you know Druckmann has done various interviews on talking about how when he was a kid uh growing up he would see like that he, he recounts this one story of seeing a bunch of children just beat up this like animal that was in front of him it's this really harrowing story and he was like fascinated in later life about how it's easy for violence to just kind of come out in these other everyday situations so yeah. i think he'll do something that sort of comments on all that um but i guess like long term what do you want to see from dina and for the rest of the game is it's, it's weird isn't it because i've already committed to myself that <laughs> she's she's got, i think she's done but then also mm. ellie isn't going to be just traveling a, a, like alone she's going to have i think joel at one point and jesse i think his name is at some mm. other point but we don't know much about him mm -hmm. so yeah it seems like, like jesse's been shown in a bunch of trailers he's the asian guy like it seems yeah. like he pops up a few times during the story um but I, don't, I haven't looked into much more than that so i don't know how pivotal he is i i it's weird i think she's gonna top and tell the story maybe if she survives towards the end but i mm. don't think she's gonna be in it 
much at all. I think also, but then again, we might be led astray because we've only seen scenes from the game, which I believe are in the first couple of hours. Yeah, that's well, that's the thing. I mean, going off the embargo information, like every reviewer has only been able to show um, what they what Naughty Dog have previously demoed before. Like those, that, that, I think it's the first, yeah, like the first two or three hours. Um, yeah. Even our review only contained footage of the first couple of hours or the first two or three hours. Um, and I think from what Josh said, it's about 20 ish hours long. So there's an absolute ton that we haven't seen um, or even sort of been hinted at. Um, we should talk about some of the new factions. Um, although, actually, we should quickly talk about the Fireflies and then there's the Seraphites and the w- WLF, the Washington Liberation Front. Um, what, what what state do you think the fireflies are in do you think like we said before that they've just disbanded maybe they're like the jedi and stars at this point where they're more of a myth than anything else because because i think neil Druckmann might go off the fact that in the last of us it's such behind it's like such a high acclaimed game but the only recognizable iconography in that game is the firefly logo and i think because they were such a prevalent force in the beginning beginning of the world collapsing there's gonna be so many of those tags everywhere that it's still gonna be part of the world and there's still gonna be the rumors of the fly the rumors sorry of the mm-hmm. fireflies trying to help the world but really it just it was the end of them pretty much at the hospital and anyone left isn't gonna be the same and also we did hear in one of the trailers where someone says to ellie that we should have killed you yeah that's the yeah that that's the thing that makes me think that that group of group of people that are attacking dina are actually fireflies um yeah. and that's the manifestation of because ellie always said that oh, i'll kill all of them i'm sure that was in one of the original trailers was her going after the rest of the fireflies um because if the if she hasn't been told the truth about the thing is with the lie it was like the idea that she's going to go after the fireflies because she's angry that they didn't go through with the surgery or whatever it was um, yeah. and they fed her this lie about her being the savior um but part of me thought that she was just saying that to joel as a way to force the lie out of him that like she's like look i'm gonna go do this horrible thing i'm already killing i'm losing myself as a way to force him to tell the truth i don't know if that's something that she would do in that manipulative sense but this maybe. story is all about i think she's it's got all a bit about her taking control of her story again because mm-hmm. joel took that control away from her in the first one where he made the decision for her to take her out of that situation yes. mm-hmm. i think this is how something that troy baker pointed out it was a really good point where i think she's now going to come back and claim the story for house herself mm-hmm. and it's going to be about you deciding or you as her deciding how her future and how it goes i think you might even get the ch- i don't want there to be uh two choices at the end by the way this no, is there to be one for you now like but i think this is going to be all about ellie finally choosing her destiny and not sort of like sitting out the rest of the world ending in some nice place in the mountains yeah that's a really good point i think yeah i think like you said ultimately it has to be about her reclaiming the stuff that was spoken for her at the end um because even like left behind just fleshed out how much that choice really meant and then you know you yeah. find out after the fact so it's like yeah there is like a, a huge burning desire for her to um so yeah sort of reclaim those things um i wrote down some stuff about the, the just mentioning the seraphites as well um the seraphim the name is as means the burning ones in hebrew it tends to be the the name given to like fallen angels and um, which lines up with all the you know these guys are the ones that are uh, breaking everyone's arms the whole clip I can't, i'm not gonna be able to deal with that at all the clip <laughs> that that trailer the, the one where someone's hanging and standing on the bucket i have to mute the sounds i, really? I hate it i I hate that stuff. So I don't mind someone getting their head lopped off, but if it's like breaking an arm or breaking a finger, oh, like, I'm, dead. Like, I'm yeah. done. Yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So. I think um, it, it, the thing that I think that wanting to explore with the Seraphites is that idea of like remnants of religion that have emerged in the in the post-apocalypse um, because it's like, you know, what what's left? Like hardly, I can't think of that many uh, post-apocalyptic works of fiction, especially in games that have dealt with that idea of religion re-emerging, like of wider rule sets and ways to live and things like that. Um, you know, and senses of authority coming back in, like after everything's been wiped out. Like maybe, how do you, how do, you do that? 
maybe the book of eli but apart from that i can't really speak anything else but yeah. um but with them, I mean, um, with the Seraphites, I've, I've looked at one sort of theory thing that noticed that there's a few chunks of graffiti in the background of some of the trailers that point to uh, it's something like believe in her or she is the way and things like that with like a silhouette. So it seems like maybe they all worship or, or follow this like female leader, um, which he was then could be the person that orders the, the clip the wings thing. Yeah, I think that might be her. So we, we'll have to wait and see, I think. But mm. oh, just, oh, just going to cringe. I'm going to cringe then cry <laughs> a lot. It's Yeah, it's it's very like... That was the first thing they led with as well. Like the whole game is wince-inducing in regards to depictions of violence. And uh, we can quickly end on the EWLF, which is the Washington Liberation Front. There's not that much shown for them so far. Um, well, they're in like the, the newer gameplay clips. They're uh, born out of Seattle. It seems like they are almost this allegory for sort of like um, homegrown militia. Like they want to protect everything. They want to fight against the infected. Um, I've not dove too much into their intentions, but have you seen very much for them so far? Uh, I can't. So I'm really terrible. I can't remember the location that you stumble across of early in the first game where you meet Henry. But I think that is they're going to yeah. be much like that militia there, where they've basically right. they reclaim the city for themselves, and now they're just basically warring. I think they're going to be more of a boiled down. They were people that reclaimed their city, but now mm. they're fighting the Seraphites for control of this area, like constantly as they are more technology advanced because they came and got all the military weapons from mm. the US Army, whereas the Seraphites all about whistling and hiding in the bushes. So <laughs> I, I think they're more. I think they're more going to be fodder to kill rather than anything. But I think because Ellie, you're traveling through the sea. I think, and you're just traveling in between this war, and you're going to be going from different fronts, and mm. it's be. They're the ones that use the dogs. I think it's just be a nicer way to mix up gameplay rather than trying to find a bunch of people that with hammers mm. and raincoats in the bushes the whole time. The thing with the, I mentioned the dogs as well. I mean, that's one of the the early sort of examples of how it reframes violence is you have like these tight-knit like groups of people, their groups, their families, they have a family dog. If you kill the dog, they'll scream out and be like, oh my God, you just killed such and such. Yeah. Like we've had that dog for five years or whatever. And it's like, I thought that was them maybe saying, look, these are like everyday people that lived in Seattle that are sort of trying to protect that what's theirs. And you're just coming in with your own agenda, wiping people out. And that's maybe one of the ways that the game can comment on, you know, you, you think your violence is more important or more necessary because that's who we're following but actually you know you, you could be anybody else's npc at any given time it's just that we happen to be following ellie i, love I, the don't, idea think, of that. I don't think they'll be full like you know a post-apocalyptic bandit but i think mm. they're going to be closer to the stuff we saw the the, the guys with the big truck the the invisible truck that you loved so much in the first <laughs> years that sort thing. of faction i think they're going to be Right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, uh, we will wait and see. I think we will know in like two or three days. We're recording this on Tuesday. I think it should be going out tonight um, and we'll have copies by the end of the week. I can't wait and I know neither can you and we'll be doing a ton of follow up stuff. As soon yeah. As it- also, one quick thing. I hope we just get an illusion of Bill or something and maybe oh, yeah. another drawing of Ish somewhere. But <laughs> I, I, I don't want Bill to come back in like an Avengers moment and help save everyone. But oh, I, God, I, just, okay. I just can't wait for this game. And uh, we both have Friday off as well. Just we do. We've, yeah, we've we've both booked Friday off, so we can just literally play from midnight, get some sleep, and then play for the rest of that day. Um, and yeah. then we'll do as much Last of Us Two stuff as we can uh, from next week and going on for the rest of the year, uh, more like. But yeah, so let us know what you think down in the comments below the potential predictions, uh, character-based stuff for Last of Us Two. Uh, or come find us on social media. You can use the hashtag WCGP. Leave us all sorts of thoughts and comments and whatever for the podcast, and we'll get to them going forward. Uh, for now, though, this has been the World Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by Ben Moktana. See you later. (laughs) We'll catch you next time. Bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 